Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Bump. Hey, thanks for joining me, my friends. I'm looking forward to this conversation so much. Uh, I've got a brand new guest uh, that on the podcast. I don't believe he's ever been on our podcast before. And I'm super excited about this topic too, because again, I don't think we've really addressed this topic before uh, here on the Kid Ministry Collective. So today's podcast, we're going to be talking about a group of people that I think honestly are overlooked in children's ministry or as, as much as the children's ministry leaders that feel like. I think this is a resource in the church that we are not tapping into, we are not encouraging, um, we are not ministering to and with uh, as partners. And so I want to challenge you as you're listening to this episode to consider what my friend Larry Fowler is going to talk to you about, uh, because I think there's a lot of connections that could be made. There's a lot of gaps to be filled. There's a lot of wisdom to be had. And if we're not tapping into it, we're missing something that's more valuable than gold for sure. So my friend Larry Fowler is with us today, and he is leader of the Legacy Coalition, and I'll let him tell more about what that is. But welcome to the Kid Ministry Collective podcast, Larry. Great to join you, Tom. Glad to be a part of it. All right. So now you've spent a lot of years with Awana. So some people may know you from your Awana ministry years, but now you're doing the Legacy Coalition. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about you um, in case some of our listeners have been living under a rock. No, just kidding. But, <laughs> but they haven't had a chance to meet you yet. Well, I'll give you my life history in about 30 seconds. So I grew <laughs> up on the cattle ranch in Western Nebraska. At age 13, I committed my life to full-time Christian ministry. Um, really had a desire at that age to serve the Lord. Didn't know what it would look like. Uh, that commitment, of course, kept, kept me out of a lot of trouble when I was a teenager. Uh, but right away, um, my ministry experience kind of focused on working with kids. And, and so my life's calling has been children's ministry. Mm. And most of that has been carried out through the through the organization of Wana Clubs. My wife Diane and I were a part of Awana for 39 years. And so um, and it was during that time of being a part of Awana that God began to stir me about the role of grandparents. So mm. so there you go. Diane and I have been married for 49 years, and we have two kids, seven grandkids, and two great grandkids. Wow. So there you go. That's us in a nutshell. There we go. Hey, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Well, we always start the KMC off with a, a Y style question because um, I just, my curiosity always gets the best of me. And so we always ask a Y question. So your question, Larry, for the, just kick us off is why should kid ministry leaders start looking and in, in, in trying to get in more involved with grandparents and senior adults in their ministry? What What's the why behind doing something like that? Well, let me clarify my, my answer before I give my answer. So when I say, why grandparents? I'm talking, I'm going to answer about grandparents uh, getting involved with their own grandchildren, not necessarily recruiting grandparents to work in children's ministry. 
that's a different topic. Okay. Yeah. So the answer to the why on the first one, why would you do that is because grandparents have significant potential for influence in the lives of the youngest generation. Yes. In fact, uh, to be real frank, uh, grandparents <clears throat> have more potential to influence children than children's workers do, generally speaking. That's mm. potential, right? Mm -hmm. And because yes. they have a they have a childhood long relationship with them. Now they may live at a distance from them, but they they probably know them better. Um, they have a deeper relationship with them. They're more committed to them. And we need to mobilize them mm. to be the spiritual influencers in the lives of their grandkids. Yes. You know, they also they have an emotional connection, a deep emotional connection, which is very powerful. So, um, well, before we go too much further, uh, we mentioned the Legacy Coalition. And obviously, this is the idea of helping parent grandparents continue to to serve or not serve, but to minister to their grandchildren. Tell us a little bit more about the, the Legacy Coalition and its mission. Well, our elevator statement, our 22nd statement is that we believe that most Christian grandparents are missing opportunities to impact their families spiritually. So at the Legacy Coalition, we equip and encourage Christian grandparents to understand their biblical role and then to fulfill it uh, within their families so that they can see their grandchildren in heaven with them someday. Mm. Uh, so that. we started six years ago, and it was just my wife and I and a group of volunteers when we first started. I, we were both on the staff of Awana at that time. And so at the beginning, Legacy Coalition was a subsidy, a subsidiary of Awana. And then we became our own entity three years ago. And God has just uh, expanded our ministry incredibly. Uh, when we started, Tom, one of the motivations for doing it was that there was hardly any resources on grandparenting to speak of. Uh, right. There were no churches that were ministering to grandparents. My role with Awana had been <clears throat> to be a kind of a, a, a consultant to children's pastors in large churches. And so I would travel around the country and visit with children's pastors in these various churches. And and they were all big enough that you know how it is in a big church, there's lots of programs, right? And and in the family ministry part, they they'd have they'd have ministries for everything. They, you know, they had single mother, mom care, they had premarital counseling, they had, you know, parenting classes, they they had everything imaginable for the family, but none of them had ever thought about a grandparenting ministry. Huh, and right. And, I couldn't find a single church in America, Tom, that was doing anything on the role of a grandparent. And yet at the same time, I was feeling this is a really significant role. And I was experiencing that in my own life, um, the significance of my role as a grandfather. And so that, that uh, gap between what reality was and what I thought it should be was what drove us to really launch our ministry. That's interesting because you're right. I'm sitting here thinking of all the churches that I've served with. There was always a senior adult ministry, but never a focus on them as grandparents um, or the impact they could have, even though I can think of just flashing in my mind, 
a number of grandparents that were helping raise or were raising their grandchildren. Um, And so, wow, that's, that's intriguing and actually a little bit disturbing and discouraging that as a church, the body of Christ, we've missed something here. That's huge. Um, Especially because there's, there's definitely biblical mandate um, for this. So why do you think grandparents and how do grandparents become that influencer of that next generation? What can we do to help them um, in that effort? Well, first of all, they need they need a vision for this. And and this goes along with what you just said. Um, so I, I, I've asked, well, let me tell you, I asked a group last June, you uh, I was had a, an opportunity to be with a group of some very wealthy Americans. Uh, they were all re- influencers in high places, and they met together in Dallas. It was a group of about 250 of them, and I got a chance to present our ministry to them. And I started my presentation. I had like 12 minutes, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> to present our ministry. And I started by asking them, so how many of you have ever heard a sermon on grandparenting? Of the 253 uh, people, uh, 250 people, Tom, three raised their hands. Hmm. I said, how many of you have ever attended a class on grandparenting? Same three people. How many of you have ever read a book on grandparenting? And what we found is that only about 1% of Christian grandparents have ever received any instruction about what scripture has to say about their role. Wow. So what that means is they are left with, I mean, how do you know what being a good grandparent is? They're left with the cultural, um, uh, cultural definition, the cultural uh, main, main way of thinking concerning what makes a good grandparent. And what is it? Well, you take your, you take care of your grandkids from time to time. You go to their activities. You support the parents. You sugar up the grandkids and send them home <laughs> once in a while, spoil them a little, and you're right. a good grandparent. And and we want to say no, 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 no. There's a lot more to it than that. And so it starts by giving them a vision that Scripture has a lot to say about their role as a grandparent. Starts there, to yeah. to stop the wrong thinking and start the right thinking about their position as a grandparent and how significant it is. Mm. And, and I think that, you know, man, that again, (laughs) what you're sharing disturbs my heart because it's like, wow, you're, I mean, you are absolutely right that what is there out there for grandparents? How do we help them? And, and you're, you know, there's a lot of grandparents that you, yeah, they're, they're not close to their physically, um, you know, uh, close to their kids because of distance and miles and families moving away and the migration of, of families that we've seen over the years, um, which makes it hard, you know, for, for some of them. And I, re- I, I asked you this when we, we had time to talk at CPC a little bit and, and I said, well, you know, what's something that we're overlooking about grandparents today. Um, and, and you, you shared with me one of those thoughts that you just shared a little bit about that, that they lost their vision, um, for this kind of thing, but what, what's something else that you feel like has been overlooked when it comes to grandparents, 
um, in the church? Well, I think the big thing is what I mentioned that, uh, but I didn't expand on, and that is what scripture says. Um, Tom, I, I grew up, you know, um, watching modern translations become a part of our world. But when I was a kid, that was before all those. So I, I grew up on King James, right? Yep. And, and in the King James translation, the word grandma, grandmother is there. We know that one. That's uh, where uh, Timothy's mother and grandmother are mentioned. Right. The word grandfather doesn't appear in King James anywhere. And, mm. and yet there's actually more in the Bible about the role of a grandparent than there is about the role of a parent. But the word grandparent doesn't appear, so it's overlooked, and people don't see it. But you have passages like, and this is the one that just blew me away, uh, Deuteronomy 4.9, the last phrase of it says, teach your children and your children's children. Well, obviously, that's a command to grandparents. The word grandparents yes. is not there, but it's right. a command to grandparents, right? Yeah. And, and, and you know what the, in that phrase, the and is what got me uh, because I knew that as a dad, I was responsible to pass on faith. Right. And, 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 and of course that's hugely talked about a lot in children's ministry about the, how important the role of parents are. Right. But I had never seen that grandparents are important as well. And so, um, so that's what's really overlooked is we, we overlook what scripture has to say. And there's a lot more that that's just one, but there's, there's a lot more that's there. Yeah. In, so, in fact, let me, let me add one other thought, uh, cause my mind is yep. going down a rabbit trail here. I hope that's okay. That's okay. Cause you might be going the same way I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, my, my degree is in Christian education. My master's is in Christian ed. And so from the time that I was in seminary, I was taught that a really good ratio of teachers per student is one to six. In other words, if you're going to have small groups in your in your children's ministry, you want a ratio of one to six. Maybe it's two to 12. Maybe you have two leaders for 12 kids, but one to six is an ideal ratio. Haven't you heard something like that? Yep. That's still about true. Okay. So let me give you a God's ratio. God's ratio is not one to six. It's six to one. You think about that phrase, teach your children and your children's children. Suppose there was an intact family, an ideal family, and they were all obeying that command. You know what it would mean? It mean for every child, there were six adults uh, committed all of childhood long to passing on faith to that child. Not one to six, six to one. Wow. would be the ratio. What do you think of that? That's kind of mind blowing. <laughs> it's something I had, I, honestly, I hadn't, I haven't thought about it that way. I, and, I'm sitting there, I've got your website up uh, on my screen and I was sitting there, I'm looking at that verse and I'm like, wow, I've really missed a lot. <laughs> sitting here, I, yeah, thinking, we always stop at Deuteronomy 6 and we stop right there and very rarely do we get and consider the generations um 
Yeah, you 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 you've blown my mind, Larry. I mean, I'm just I, I'm just sitting here going, hmm. So, Tom, you've heard the concept of sticky faith. You're familiar, yeah. with it. right? Yep. And yep. We know that. So, for anybody that's listening, that's not uh, Fuller Youth Institute came out with a study, and they published a book by that title. And the one of the concepts of sticky faith is faith sticks. If there are five or six significant spiritual mentors in the life of a child. Yes. Right. right? That's, right. that's one of the significant concepts of that study. What's fascinating is that when, when people try to implement, they try to find six people in the church that are going to fill those positions. So I, I remember seeing one list by one um, author, blogger, something where he's trying to identify the six and, and one of the six he put down as cool lady in the in the pew, you know he put children's worker and in other in other words they're looking all entirely within the within the church body to find the six right not in their family it, they're in the family they're right yes. there they're already there in the family yeah you're right and, and you're right because I've I've looked at that research and. And, and yeah, um, there's, there, there's, there's nothing really mentioned about looking right within the nuclei of, of the family to say, this is your core. <laughs> um, yeah. this is where your strongest connection is going to be. The most influence is right there. The grandparents, um, especially if, yeah, you have parents that aren't all that they could be. You have a set of grandparents who have the life experience and the wisdom uh, and the discernment um, right there. Um, and yet we're not tapping into it. Um, we're, we're looking around it um, instead of, and it's right there in front of our faces. Oof. Um, man, I hope y'all are listening to this, that, that, that right in front of you is a resource. And there are children in our ministries that need grandparents. Um, and they may not have grandparents close by and all the more reason why you have grandparents in the church that they also don't have grandkids close by, that there could be some connections there. And so what can the church do better, <laughs> which it sounds like there's a lot to engage grandparents and to, to, to minister to them and encourage them? Um, because I think there's a lot of grandparents who just feel like, Time's up. They've served up. You know, they're just. I think some churches treat them as the donation base because that generation was always very generous with giving. Um, but I don't think we're asking them to do anything but just give financially. And there's so much, obviously, more to them than that. So what you know, I'm sure you've got well, some thoughts on this. <laughs> I I do. And, 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 and they go a couple ways. And one is what about within children's ministry, what you can, what can you do? But let me talk about a bigger picture first before I do that. And the bigger yeah. picture is this has to take a kingdom mindset because of what you just said. So when you have people in your church that are grandparents, but their grandkids live in say Kansas city, Tom, and you're in Ohio, uh, your church has to care about those grandkids in Kansas City. And mm. some church in Kansas City that has grandkids in Ohio 
has to care about the grandkids in Ohio. In other words, we have to have a kingdom mindset. We can't care simply mm. about what goes on in our church. Right. We have to care about what goes on in big church. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So, so it's got to start there. So the children's ministry workers that are listening, you have to think beyond your own ministry. And I imagine some of you are overwhelmed with trying to find the volunteers for your ministry. And you don't have much energy to think beyond that. But you have to. You have to think beyond your own ministry and think big church in order to really be effective because mm. that's the way our world is. Yeah. So, so that's a starting point. Um, second thing is I, I want to address the issue of, you know, what we tend to do in virtually all churches is we treat everybody, say 50, 55 and older, according to their age not according to their family relationship. And so we we start having, you know, ministries. We have a boomer ministry. We have, a, we call it senior adults. Well, let me tell you something. Senior adult ministries are dying all across America. Uh -huh. And they're dying because they're dying on the back end. And on the front end, nobody wants to be a part of the senior adult ministry. So younger grandparents, and I don't think I qualify as a younger grandparent, but I want to tell you, I don't want to be a part of any senior adult ministry. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so I'm I'm not going to join it. And the the time of having senior adult ministries of hymn sings and traditional services and potlucks and and bus trips is is over. We got to come up with something better for that. <laughs> yeah. So what we're talking about here is children's ministry. Tom, Legacy Coalition is still children's ministry. So <laughs> I'm still fulfilling my life's calling. It's just a different yeah. set of workers. Right. It's all about it's all about the youngest generation. So we're asking the older generations to completely focus on the youngest generations and on them following God. Here's a here's a difference that's really, really significant for the local church. Um, the the older adults in a church may not care. This is kind of crass, but it's the truth. They may not care very much about the children that are in their church. But I tell you, they care about their grandkids. Mm -hmm. They deeply care about their grandkids. So we need to leverage that love that they have for their grandchildren in ministry. We need to recognize it as reality, and then we need to begin to encourage them with their own grandchildren. And then after we do that, then we can start talking about um, the children in the church and, and, um, and re-engaging with them. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's a starting point. Another thing that I'll share, and then I'll let you ask the next question, but in terms of children's ministry, we have to change, um, children's ministry and churches have to change the job description for older adults. When an older adult says, and I think we're coming to this question, so I'm jumping in. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Go bit. ahead. Keep rolling. But, Keep rolling. Um, but if children's ministry and church, or if you have a, a older adults that say, you know what, I've done my time in children's ministry. What they're saying is, I don't want to do the same thing that I've done before. But maybe yeah. if you pr pr 
propose a, a, a new position for them that fits where they are in life, fits who they are, then maybe you can, and, and inspire them for their own grandkids first. And then say, like you just said, there's some children in our church that don't have grandparents. Yeah. You know, would you be a church grandparent to them? Then, then you'll be able to be more successful yeah. in ministry. I don't want to jump up and down and sing songs anymore. Right. Right. You know, I don't want, I don't want that to be, you know, you tell me work in children's ministry. So what am I going to do? If it involves jumping up and down, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. In fact, if it involves getting down on the floor and getting back up and down a few times, I'm probably not going to do it. So. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and so I'm, I'm glad you said all this because it does, it, it, it leads into the next part of what I want to talk about before we get to talking about the, the grandparent summit that you're hosting. Um, but this idea, because I do think, you know, we do need to re-engage this older generation to say, you still have such value and we want to, we, we want you to feel valued and we need your value. Um, because I don't think a lot of children's ministry, I think a lot of children's ministry leaders have written it off. They've, they've come up with, they've come up against the, like you just said, I've served my time. I've done, I don't want to do the same thing again. And I don't, I physically can't. Um, and so I don't think you'll want me anyway, because of those things. I want to start first off though, because I think what's what I'm kind of having an epiphany in my mind is the be one of the best ways to recruit that generation is what you just said, give them a new vision for their own grandchildren. So how do we help grandparents first minister to their grand grandchildren? And then we'll talk about how could we get them involved in our local ministries, um, whether they have grandkids in our local ministry or not. But I think, I think to me, the best way to start and to break the ice with the grandparents, if you want to get them to serve in your children's ministry, you need to help them with their grandchildren's ministry. <laughs> Does that make sense? Exactly. And so let me, let me promote here a little bit. Go for uh, it. We, we have been um, doing a seminar called grandparenting matters. It's available on DVD for small groups or classes in the church as well. And, and that has been um, life-changing for many, many grandparents. Mm. The reason it's life-changing, it was life, I, I'm the one that teaches it. Uh, it was life-changing for me first. And it was life-changing because of what scripture was telling me about my role as a grandparent. Yeah. But um, to answer, to, to give you an answer for the question. So the very last session of that, or right toward the end, we train grandparents on how to give the Levitical blessing to their grandkids. Mm. It blows them away. They've never thought about doing that. They've never thought about laying their hands on their grandchildren like the Jewish people do and pronouncing a blessing over their grandchildren. And they love it. They love yeah. that idea so very, very much. And most of them are run out and they try it just within the, you know, the very next time they have a chance to be with their grandkid. And it's powerful. I, it's, there's really something very powerful about the Levitical yeah. blessing. So I worked with a church and, and, uh, a, a few years ago, and here's what we decided to do that with in children's ministry. So we asked the same group of grandparents. Now, would you do this in children's ministry? 
And what we asked them to do was to leave the service five minutes early, just beat the parents into the children's ministry wing, stand at the doors, and as the children are being dismissed, to go out to with their parents for the week, the, the grandparents standing there would say, would you like a blessing from a grandparent before you go out for the week? And so, you know, the Levitical blessing takes like 10 seconds to say the whole thing, 15 seconds. So yeah. 10 or 15 seconds, they lay their hands on the child. They say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And they do that in front of the parents. Mm. So they're not only ministering to the kids, they're getting to know the kids. So the children in children's ministry are not strangers to them. They're being an example to the parents. And it's yes. just kind of a win all the way around. Absolutely. But it starts with giving them that vision for their own grandchildren and then saying, would you do that? And, and it's a easy entry point back into children's ministries, not teaching a lesson like they did when they were younger. Right. Not jumping up and down and singing songs. It's something that fits where they're at in life. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. And I, I, I remember asking you that part. We, we kind of talked about this back at CPC 22. That's why I wanted to kind of wrap up with that, because I think if children's ministry leaders, and I know a lot of you feel overwhelmed and you're thinking, oh, I can't do one more thing. But let me tell you, this this one thing does not take a ton of time to spend some time with some of the grandparents in your church to grab some of the, the curriculum off of off of the website. We're going to put the Leg Legacy Coalition website in our show notes. You, there's resources here, folks. There's blogs here. There's things that you could send out to grandparents to encourage them and to let them know. And yeah, you could recruit a few people to stand at the door and pray this blessing. I've watched my own parents do this to my children. And as a father, um, now all my kids are 20 some things, <laughs> um, but they continue. My parents will still put their hands on my children, my adult children, and pray this over them as they get ready to leave our house. Um, they'll do it over me, <laughs> their own son. Um, and I'm in my fifties. Um, my mother will put her hand on my shoulder. My dad will put his hand on my shoulder and they pray this over me before we depart company. And it has stuck with me. And that's such a powerful thing. Um, but I think we could help grandparents get this new vision for their own grandchildren, which is their ministry, um, which is their biblical duty. Um, and what it becomes is a blessing to the children's ministry that we do every Sunday, guys. So I hope you're listening to what Larry just shared. It's not one more thing. This is something that should just be part of our rhythms in our churches. Um, it shouldn't be a program. This is to be part of the rhythm of incorporating the body, the community that, that, that Deuteronomy was written to the whole tribe of Israel, you know, uh, and we've missed that. We've eliminated that part. Um, and I think that's, um, it's becoming very clear as we're talking how, how important this is to, to, to draw them in. Um, well, one other just quick thought, and one of the things that every children's minister can do and every pastoral staff member can do is just change the way they talk by every time they say parents, just say parents and grandparents. 
Yeah. When you have a baby dedication, invite the grandparents to stand up and give a charge to the grandparents. Mm. You know, so just begin to treat the word family as if it also incorporates grandparents. Yeah. See, now just another light bulb pops on about, you know, when you said child dedication. Again, we, we've always invited them, but I've always had parents over the last the couple of ministries that I've served in, I would have the parents write a letter to their future 18 year old. And parents were just blown away by that. Um, we would have them read their letters at the dedication. And I'm just picturing in my mind, we could take that to the, the nth degree. If we had grandparents write a letter to their 18 year old grandchild yes. and then read yep. that Yep. And then do the the blessing prayer as parents and grandparents because, wow, um, yeah, that that could be a total. You, you know what game that changer. does? That engages the oldest generations yeah. in a, in a ministry to the youngest generations. Yeah, any pastor worth his salt ought to be wanting to reach the young people. Anybody ought to do that, and most yep. of them do. But sometimes in doing that, they alienate the oldest part of the congregation or at least yes. make them feel on the shelf. Right. This this actually engages them in that whole process like nothing else. Totally does. And your ministry, you guys are you're hosting a, a grandparent summit. And I would love for you to share about it. We're going to be promoting it because it's coming up, uh, I believe, in October here of yes. 2022. Um so it's not that far away, but there's still plenty of time to engage grandparents to, to come to this. And uh, so tell us, tell us about it. Where is it? And, and again, uh, we'll put the, the links in the show notes for this as well. Well, it's a two-day conference and it's live in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, which is just outside of Jacksonville. But it's live streamed to 110 different sites across the U.S. and Canada and so there's likely one that's not too far away from, from those of, that are watching. Uh, it's too late to become a simulcast site for this year. Uh, you might want to consider that for 2023, but a great thing to do is to get a group of grandparents to go to the conference. It's, it's really a bargain. I mean, this is a national conference, Tom. Our, our headline speaker, the, probably the most well-known speaker, is Anne Graham Lotz, Billy Graham's daughter. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we've got her, we've got Gordon McDonald, we've got um, Jim Burns, anybody in family ministry knows Jim Burns, yeah. and Rob Reno, and and uh, um, yeah, uh, uh, John, John Stone Street, the president of the Colson Center. God has just favored us with That's really awesome. high quality national yes. leaders, all talking about the role of a grandparent. And it will absolutely transform the way that your um, grandparents in your church see their role. So we'd encourage you to do it. The, the registration fee is $59. But wow. um, if they will enter the code, thank you, when they get to the last part to the payment page, they will receive an additional $14 discount. So they can actually get into it for uh, 45. That's through September 30th. After October 1st, it goes up $10. So it's still just a huge bargain for a two-day national Absolutely. Conference. Absolutely. 
<laughs> and we can offer that because we've had a generous donor that's really helped to underwrite the cost of the conference. That's so fabulous. That is fabulous. Um, it, it is a significant, significant tool that the Lord is using to bring about a national movement of Christian grandparents. Excellent. And I would assume there's a list of, of sites if, if they can't make yes. it down there that, that, uh, they can go check it out. And yeah, most definitely think about next year hosting one for your own church, but then inviting all the local churches around, uh, get it out to your, your senior centers and let people know what a great community outreach this could be. Um, I don't know anybody, you know, to me, the two untapped things that I don't think churches are doing enough of is, is helping parents be better parents. And obviously now helping grandparents be better grandparents. Um, there's opportunities for us to minister to people, um, to reach people, even with the gospel, um, because we're helping them in an area where they are desperate um, to make connections and 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 uh, do those kind of things. So I think this is fantastic. Um, no doubt about it. Well, we have uh, 3,500 people signed up already. Woo. Uh, we expect uh, probably at least twice that many to sign up. Uh, God is just favoring and growing our ministry, and we're pretty, we're pretty pleased about all the things God is doing. That is so exciting. Well, Larry, thank you. Um, thanks for all that you're doing, um, and may the Lord continue to bless you and and just continue to enlarge that territory for you um, and continue to open doors. I'm so excited to see what you're doing, my friend, and and thanks for sharing um, on the podcast. And uh, we're looking forward to helping you promote. Uh, this and so we'll be putting up some some different things in the Facebook group and and uh, uh, just continuing to support you as as you do this and uh, again my friends um, thank you for listening uh, to this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective podcast um, again if you're looking for help in this area go check out the LegacyCoalition.com um, there's lots and lots of resources on there there's a wealth of wisdom. Um, there's lots of tools that you can use. There's ways that you can get in touch with Larry. Um, and so if you'd like him to come and speak at your church, um, you're still doing some of that, right? That you'd, you'd be willing I to jump out. <laughs> so there we go. So if you're looking for an area to, to increase some fruit in, um, go check out the grandparent ministry and a legacy coalition and all that it has to offer. So again, Larry, thanks for, for joining me on this episode. You're welcome, my friend. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective podcast. Hey, my friends, thank you for listening. Uh, we're super excited to continue to bring more of these episodes to you. So God bless you. If there's anything I can do for you, you reach out, let me know. I'm happy to serve you. So God bless you. Thanks again. And stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.